know, I was reading um, this morning, I, somebody kept me up till like all hours of the night last night. <laughs> I said that to my daughters and, and they just kind of looked at me like, more like you kept her up. Because <laughs> um, they just know me. Uh, but I was reading this morning, just trying to get up early to spend a little time with the Lord. And I was reading in Mark chapter 9, where the disciples have seen somebody else casting a demon out and performing miracles. And, and they come back to the Lord and they said, Lord, we told him to stop. We told him to stop doing that. And um, he's not in our group, is what my Bible says. They told him to stop because he wasn't in our group. And, and Jesus says in verse 39, don't stop him, Jesus said. No one who performs miracles in my name will soon be able to speak evil of me. And anyone who is not against us is for us. And if anyone gives even a cup of water because you belong to the Messiah, I tell you the truth, that person will surely be rewarded. And, you know, Cambrell was talking about Rahab, this prostitute, right? Who, when the spies came to see, you know, because what was going to happen is there was going to be this invasion. And so she houses these spies as a prostitute, and she talked about how the people of God were saved. But what she didn't finish telling you is that not only were the people of God saved, but she was saved. Her whole household was saved. And guess who was in the lineage of our Messiah? Rahab. Isn't that amazing? And I was thinking about where we find ourselves today in our culture and, and in so many other places. And I just, I was thinking, I just enjoyed so much being here with you girls. I've enjoyed so much. Just, um, I've gotten to meet a lot of you. And, and you're all from different areas. You're all from different churches. And I thought, Lord, I love this. Now, I've never done this before. And I know it's being recorded. And I really don't really want to do this. But I felt like the Lord so put it on my heart. Because I, I thought, Lord, I love that all of these different bodies are together. Now, some of you girls are too young to remember this, but some of you oldies will remember this, okay? And if one of you worship girls wants to come and help me, you can help me because I, I don't, I, I'm not a singer. Maybe in, in heaven I'll be a worship leader. But <laughs> the girls remember that song, We Are One in the Spirit? Oh, yeah. We are one in the Spirit. We are one in the Lord. And we are one in the Spirit. delight in our unity. You delight in us reflecting 
your glory to a dying world, Lord. And so we thank you as we as we come into this final time, Father. I pray that your Holy Spirit would give us ears to hear what your Spirit would say to us this morning in the name of Jesus. Amen. Sorry, girls. I just, you know, the Lord just so put that on my heart for us. And, um, anyway, it's so important. So you can open your Bibles this morning to 2 Peter chapter 1, and we're going to be in verses 5 through 11 this morning. And um, so the title this morning, you know, because I'm so creative, is Divine Purpose. <laughs> and, you know, I was looking at our little uh, devotional and, and just our quiet times and all of these different elements of the retreat, right? And I thought, you know, isn't that our... Um, our Father, the, the Spirit, how He puts things together. It wasn't like Noreen and I and the worship team sat down and we planned, okay, you sing this song and then I'll say this and then you write that and then I'll do that. No, it's just the Spirit, right, leading and guiding because He knows. He knows what we need and when we need it. And I just love that. So Second Peter chapter two, 1, starting in verse 5, says, For this very reason, giving all diligence, Add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who laughs these things is short-sighted even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent. And I'm going to say, therefore, sisters, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And, you know, we've talked about this uh, beautiful uh, divine faith that is so precious to us, to us, which was provided uh, or provides for us that grace and peace uh, from the Lord and the divine power that equips us for life and for godliness. And then we talked about um, how it is uh, through the, uh, that, that power that is through the intimacy of knowing Jesus that we receive that power, right? And last night we looked at how by God's majestic and enduring promises, we can be partakers of the divine nature of Christ. We are one because we are bound by him. We are one because we partake of who he is. It's not about who we are. It's about who he is. And so this morning we're looking at this divine purpose, which really is the fruit or the evidence or the growth that gives the proof of all of the above, that we possess all these things. That's, that's what this is, divine purpose. And so everything, everything has been given to us has divine purpose. You think, well, why did the Lord save me? I'm, I'm just, uh, Lord, how, you know, how can you even use me? Oh, you know, 
when Gabriel was talking about Rahab, I thought, Lord, I wonder if there's someone here and they feel like they've just gone so far. They've just gone so far. And you're acquainted with the Lord. You know about the Lord. You know that he is better. You know that his way is better. But like Noreen said, the enemy's coming and he's saying, no, it'll be too hard to return. It'll be too hard to repent. It'll be too hard to be refined by the Lord. And you're afraid to make all those changes because you think the Lord is waiting with that measuring stick to say, oh, you got to do this and you got to do this and you got to do this and you got to do the other thing. When really all he's waiting is for you to come home so that he can provide everything that you need to serve him and to love him. And so I love that. I know that's not in my notes, but I just felt like the Lord wanted me to share that. But we've been given all, all this purpose for godliness and for holiness so that we can be free to love God and we can be free to love others, truly love others. You know, everything, everything in Christ, everything in God's word, all of the promises have been designed to free us, to bring freedom to you and to me, freedom from sin and death, and freedom to unite us with our Heavenly Father, freedom for us to walk in His will and to escape the corruption that is in this world. Because Jesus is better. He is better. He has a better way. He has a better life. He says the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But guess what? You think, you think you're partying. You think you're making bank. You think, sorry, that's a ghetto term. <laughs> yeah, you think you're earning all this money. You think you're, you know, I gotta say it to, you know. You know, you think you're grabbing all this stuff for yourself. But my way is better. It is better. And he says the enemy is robbing you. He's lying to you. He's telling you it's better. But I'm telling you that I came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Or in other words, that you could have a higher life or a superior life. Higher than what? Superior to what? To the way this world runs, to the way this world thinks, to the way this world makes decisions. All of those things, his way is better. And it produces in us lives that are trustworthy and lives that are stable. In essence here, Peter is echoing James's words, who says faith without works is dead. In other words, Faith is to be expressed, not just to be felt. It is to be expressed. And I have to tell you that I am actually a list girl. Okay, I kind of like my ducks in a row, you know, because because my life was so chaotic, right, before, I sort of kind of like to feel like things are in place. <laughs> now, that doesn't mean I'm organized girls. I, I'm not Marie Kondo, the, the, you know, the, you're not gonna open my doors and find everything rolled up and all that stuff. That's, that's not what it means. But it just means that I, you know, it's sad to say, but I think I kind of like a little bit of control. I think that's what it is. It just dawned on me right now, just this moment. I'm like, oh, wait, you say you like to, to have a list and to be organized, but really, I think this is control. You got to give that up, sister. Okay, revelation here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Okay, Lord, I give it up. It's yours. You know, but I do like my list. I like crossing it off. I like going, oh, it's done. You know. I mean, I don't know why. I know I've got to clean the counters, but I write down, 
clean the counters. <laughs> I have to tell you, while I was preparing for this, it was a grueling kind of preparation. I, I just struggle with preparing because I never think of, I'm, you know, I'm just like, Lord, I just want to get it right. I want to say what you want me to say, all this stuff. So instead of focusing,